You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Drinks with Johnny. On this week's episode, I'm very excited to have an old friend, Mr. Chad Gray of Mudvayne and Hell Yeah on the show. Uh, I've toured with Chad back in the day uh, with Hell Yeah and Avenged Sevenfold. Haven't really spoken to him much since, so I'm really excited to have him on the show. Again, he was the lead singer from Mudvayne, championing the new metal scene in the early 2000s. They would go on a hiatus when he joined uh, Hell Yeah with Vinnie Paul, the late great Vinnie Paul, rest in peace. And then uh, just recently, Mudvayne has been uh, doing some festivals for Danny Wimmer Presents. Uh, they did uh, Rockville, they did a few others. I can't wait to talk to him about that and see what the hell he's been up to in the last, I don't know, almost 10 years that I haven't seen him. It looks like he's ready to go, so uh, let's bring him on and start the show. What's up, man? How the hell have you been? It's been way too fucking long since we've had a conversation. I don't know why we had to get our numbers uh, exchanged through a fan of this show, by the way. I have to, yeah, I have exactly. to specify that. There was someone in my Discord server, the Drinks with Johnny Discord server, said yep. that they had connection with you and loved to get you on the show. Yep. We also have our mutual friend, who's your manager, Dioni Sepulveda, who's also the manager yep. of this show. And he yep. was always saying he's going to do He it. manages this show? Yeah, he manages this show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's not really that. much. There's not really much to manage at this point. So <laughs> he's just like he's just a buddy that's helping me out at this point. But what cool. I really find is funny, and if you could help me out with this, Chad, I don't want Dioni to know that you already recorded this show until it comes out. Can you do that? Okay. Well, I think he already knows. Ugh. I might have spilled the beans. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good, man. How you, how the hell you been, man? It's been too long, dude. It's been it's been so long. So I think I don't think I've talked to you since we toured together. No, that's what I was. Yeah, I was just saying that to the, to the intro on this thing. Like, yeah, we haven't, we never exchanged numbers that whole time we were on tour together. I don't know what how that happened. I know I got Matt's, but Matt and I played golf together. So yeah, right. That's probably how that happened. I got it. But yeah, so how's how how's your COVID? How's your COVID been? <laughs> well, mine was good, man. It, it you know I was at home. I wasn't on stage like you were. I I, I was at home just uh, just chilling and. You know, it was, it was the holidays. It was at the end of the. It was at the end of this last year, and I had it for six days and got back to life. You know. Oh, so you did get it? 
I got it. Yeah, at the end, finally got it at the end of 2021. Well, that, I mean, that's basically when I got mine too. You know, because right. and uh, you know, fortunately for me, we hadn't played a show in 12 years, and I walked on stage with it, so that was really great. <laughs> that's what you I know, heard. It's I heard just all about a that. fucking dude. The beyond a nightmare. I mean, right. I short of breath, my voice wouldn't warm up, and I just I walked on scared on stage, scared to fucking death. You know, because I just knew it wasn't going to be great, but I didn't know what. But, and I, like, I didn't even process, hey, it might be COVID. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. And then I find out, you know, a day or two later. Wow. Yeah, I got COVID. Yeah, super great. Yeah, super that's, great. that's awesome to not know it too, right? And be on stage yeah. with, your, with your buddies and everything. Yeah. Probably getting all all close to them and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> going, going over and coughing and sneezing on them. Hey, Ryan, achoo! <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, it was. I did get to see some of the live streaming on uh, Danny Wimmer's Presents uh, Twitch channel and stuff from from some of those festivals. I didn't make it out. I was con- I was contemplating going to the Aftershock one, but after I texted a few buddies, they were like, "Man, we're kind of in a bubble here." And this was still oh, yeah. the summer, and it was like, it was like, it'd be great to go out to a concert. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I was more excited to go out and see some friends that I hadn't seen in a while. So when I knew when I found out that information, I was kind of like, eh. I'll wait. Yeah, I'll I mean, wait. yeah, it wasn't it wasn't going to be, you know, I mean, you were definitely going to show up and probably be in fucking gin pop. You right. know what I mean? Like, there's no way that you're going to get backstage. It was and that's how it was. It was a bubble. If you did not, if you were not part of that festival in some way, whether playing or working it. Right. No way you were getting back. I mean, it was just that's just how it was, which sucks because, you know, festivals and how fun they can be. And, you know, with friends showing up and shit and everybody's hanging out and partying or whatever, you know. Right. I but, mean, that, uh, was, that was the reason yeah. I was hoping to get out there. I was like, yeah, yeah, man, I know what that. And I wouldn't even have to be working. How much more fun is that when you show up to, to right. a festival and you don't have to work? Totally. Totally. <laughs> Drinks with Johnny. <laughs> that's what it always turns into, whether I'm working or not, I guess. But man, you said that that must have been a bit of a bummer, though, for you guys uh, after 12 years coming back with Mudvayne and then having all those protocols. I mean, I'm sure it felt great to be on the stage after so long. But I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, dude, what I'm most excited about touring is being able to string more than one show together. Right. You know, any band guy knows that. It's like, dude, you can rehearse until the fucking cows come home. You can rehearse for 30 straight days and walk on stage and you're just not prepared. You know what I mean? There's no, I don't think there's any physical training you can do that prepares you for being on stage. Mm. Um, you know, the the mental aspect of it, like walking out in front of, you know, 30, 40,000 fucking people, you know what I mean? The adrenaline dump that you have, the endorphins and all that shit, like you can't prepare for that yeah. with, with rehearsal. You can only do that walking out there and doing it. And you know, as well as I do from being in a touring band, it usually takes two or three, you know, shows to kind of start putting everything together. You know, as a singer, I know my banter gets a little more sewn up, you know what I mean? And shit like that. It's just like, not that I'm talking about the same thing every night, but I just feel more comfortable. You know what I mean? I feel more comfortable. You're you're discussing the flow of everything, right? Exactly. And I mean, I've heard it from, uh, you know, athletes now too. I mean, it's something uh, different about getting up there in front of a crowd doing anything. It, it's a different rush of a, adrenaline that affects everything. And then you get pumped up, but you got to get jaded. To, it sounds bad, but you got to get jaded to that crowd for a few nights yep. so that you can start to calm down and really, Absolutely. really. And, 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 and just embrace it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
there's a there's a level of uh, complacency that you want. You know, you want some comfort. You know what I mean? It's like I can be straight up honest with you right now, and it's not to take anything away from the festivals, but I don't think there was a moment that I was on stage where I felt comfortable. The first one I walked on stage and just knew something was wrong and I had COVID and, you know, it wasn't great for me. Um, Then we had to cancel uh, Louder Than Life. And so from the first show to the next show was like fucking what, three or four weeks. And then another two weeks for Welcome to Rockville. Rockville, this is just like, you know, like, but if you could have went one, one, one yeah. day off one, you'd have been fucking, you'd be golden, you know, right. by that third or fourth show, you'd be comfortable, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, just, it was just, they were just, it was, there was so much separation, you mm-hmm. know, between, between the shows. You couldn't, couldn't you get couldn't, into a rhythm. Uh, couldn't get into yeah, a you, yeah. You can't get it. You can't even mentally prepare yourself uh, because by the time you're on, you're fucking off. You know what I mean? Like right. you get on stage, you start going and it's like, next thing you know, the fucking show's over. You're like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, When's I know the next was... one, three weeks. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it had been, uh, like 12 years for you to get back together with the, with the mud vein guys. But yeah. when was the last time you were on stage before that period? Fuck. It would have been, um, see, so when everything go down, March of 2020, was it? Okay. Is that when it was? So we would have done ship rocked which would have been um, February okay, 2020. So that was basically the last fucking thing that we did. And then we had another tour that was coming up. It was going to be us, Butcher Babies. and fuck, I can't remember who else. Sorry, whoever else it was. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Don't worry, they're not uh, That was That was going to go out April 10th or something like that. And that, of course, you know, by then, by April, it, everything fucking went away. Bye-bye, you yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, so that was the last the last we played. But again, that wasn't a tour. That was like we came off the road in December, uh, doing the celebration of life for Vinny, the second round of that, mm-hmm. and then went home. And then uh, you know we were off for what a couple months, and then we went on uh, ship rocked, and you know play one show, and then you know a couple three days later you play another show, and then you know. But I mean, it, it was different with that. Like I was more prepared for. Um, I was more prepared to. Uh, take a couple months off with hell yeah and stuff. Cause that's all I've been doing for a fucking zillion years, you know? So, but the mud vein thing was really, you know, it was, it was, it was crazy. Like us getting back in a room uh, and starting the rehearsal process, you know, that was, it was a long fucking drawn out process. You know, we went out for like, we went to Texas in June uh, for, uh, I don't know, seven or eight days. We went back in July for seven or eight days. We went back in August for seven or eight days. You know, we just like slowly, began, I mean, fuck the first, the first trip. I mean, we maybe got through half the fucking set. I mean, it's wow. just like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of muscle memory with that shit, with right. that music, you know, it's in, intense, uh, intricate music. And so it's a, a lot of it's muscle memory. So yeah, that's what you're working to build back up. So yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, just it was it was so many fucking years, you know, it was over a decade. You yeah. Know? So what was so what what made it the time? I mean, you guys stay in touch over those 12 years and then someone <sighs> suggested or was there just or what was what made it the time to, to put the band back together, so to speak? Yeah, I fucking I dude, We all ended up getting on the phone. No, we didn't stay in touch over the, you know, over the decade. We didn't really. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we just, I can't remember how it went down. We just ended up getting on the phone and we kind of talked through it. And, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot of bad blood, you know what I mean? There was a lot of, there was a lot of crazy shit that, uh, went down with Mudvayne and stuff. Like we, we were, you know, 
a lot of people don't know we were in a litigation for oh. years. Yeah, I didn't you realize know. That. Yeah, with for years, you know. So that was super emotional and obviously very costly. And mm -hmm. um, you know, just like it just kind of everything just kind of imploded. And it wasn't anybody's fault. It wasn't anybody in the band's fault. And I think that's kind of what we got on the phone and discussed. Right. You know, um like kind of let's 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 bury the hatchet and like let the water just fucking run under the bridge and and just get past it. You know, and and we all kind of agreed to do it. And then from then on, and obviously Vinny passed. Mm -hmm. And um, hell yeah, I was obviously uh, an emotional uh, situation. Although I think, I don't think we could have gotten a better drummer to fill in than Roy Mayorga. Uh, he is fucking phenomenal. And he's just such a genuinely kind and sweet person. Yeah. And anybody in the new Vinny, you knew Vinny. Yeah. He was very warm, very giving, very loving, very just fucking cool and fun. Right. And that was what Roy was. So Roy for us was a, was a round peg, round hole, man. And, uh, but it was still emotional. You know, yeah, those, sure. those, yeah. uh, two celebrations. Well, you went, through the same. yeah, you were on the same, you were on the, like that first, uh, nightmare tour we did. Mm -hmm. You were part of that cycle. Hell yeah, was a big right, part of that yep. cycle. Um, right, which meant yeah, a we lot. Were, we were there with yeah, Mark, Mike Portnoy. Yeah, you know, came in and uh, we toured with you guys when he was in there. You know, filling in obviously for for your loss, and you know, it's devastating. You 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 de you dealt with it. It's right. it's fucking debilitating. Hardest it's thing. horrible. Hardest thing, man. but you know, you feel like you've got to embrace your brothers. You know, like you guys did. You guys embraced each other and continued on, you know, for yourselves, for your fans. Right. Um, and that's what I felt like we had to do because uh, Vinny was so much of a supporter of music, all levels of music. I mean, fuck. Yeah. You know, he would go to like vamped here in, in Vegas and see like unsigned acts, you know. Right. Uh, and he'd go to Mandalay Bay, you know, and he'd go to fucking wherever, like he, like all, every level of music, he, he would like his rooming list or whatever. Uh, everybody has a rooming list name or whatever. His was Mr. Showtime. <laughs> I and honestly, I don't that. think, I don't think anybody could have lived up to their name yeah. any better than he did because that's literally what he was right. every fucking day. He did something, you know, that was my first um, impressions of Vinny too. When we met him, um, uh, I think the first time we met him, or at least I did, was in Vegas um, while we were doing the touring cycle for City of Evil. And it was okay. the first time he'd, he had been uh, showing showing us some love and avenged um, in the press and stuff. And, and he came out to a show. And him, him and the Rev, speaking of the Rev, just hit uh, it exactly. off, man. Those two were just two peas yep. in a pod, man. Yep. Vinny loved him. Uh, I remember Vinny's in his house in Dallas. He had a poster. Yeah, like literally like just a fan would have a fucking poster of their favorite drummer on their wall. Vinny had it. It was on his like uh, his laundry room was like right off of his kitchen, which was obviously the main thoroughfare. Yeah. And that's where that that poster was of the Rev. And um, Vinny told me many stories about him. And he said they would play blackjack together yeah. and fucking they were good fucking friends. Yeah. Real you close. know, um, and I'm sure they're ripping it up right now, you know, so uh I, I think I about him every so. day, as I'm sure you do. Um, you know, uh, I think about him and Diamond. It's, it's kind of what sucked about, you know, uh, just everything being pulled back with Hell Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just it's like, and I, that's kind of where the Mudvayne thing came from, too. Okay, I just kind of felt like, you know, everybody was just, you know, emotionally exhausted 
from going out and trying to, you know, carry the flag for Vin, you know, and doing the celebration of life tours. We did two legs of that yeah. or whatever, but it was, it was highly fucking emotional, man. You know, oh, yeah. as you can imagine, you I know, know, so I know all about it. And then, and then, I mean, for you going <laughs> straight into the highly emotional times that everybody had to go through after not just, you know, and, right. you know, you, you Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you start to put some shit into perspective of how you're Absolutely. going to move forward. Absolutely. And can we, yeah. you know, I mean, there, there was there. I mean, it was pretty, uh, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that aren't musicians. Like it was, I, I don't think I can scream it loud enough how fucking bleak it was for all of us in the, in the music business, man, looking forward going, but what, like, I What's mean, we happen? went fucking a year without even hearing talk of you know putting anything back together and touring you know that's a long time when you've been writing recording and touring you know for as many years as we have to be like you're done and just i'm still not even back i'm we're still not even no (laughs) yeah you guys are fucking yeah i I had some questions for you like hey shoot man this is an open conversation what are your plans? Like, what do you got going on? You obviously know what I'm doing. Yeah, we're still finishing up our record that we started. Are you uh, really? Yeah, man. We well, we had a lot of delays for a lot of uh, a lot of different reasons. We mm-hmm. you know we go into it at a later date, um, and we'll be letting all the fans know stuff and whatever. But it's just whatever it is. It is. It's just delays. You know how that shit can go. Um, Absolutely. And then adding COVID to some of those delays. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're a pretty intricate band. Well, they you know, probably just, made made the delays longer. That, that's all. I mean? That's what I mean. The yeah. delays were already there, and that was, those just made it a little longer. I mean, finishing right. a record uh, to the caliber that we have created, um, a lot of a lot of string arrangements, a lot of different things that you need. Uh, Fantastic players to come in on, as you know, and they're all yeah. they're all part of a union and stuff. So that and they have different <laughs> new protocols of how of you know oh. If we want to do a full orchestra, we got to do these three guys, and then these three guys. We're like, nope, we're just gonna wait until we can get the whole fucking thing together. Like, let's yeah, do right. It right. Yeah, you're just gonna waste a you're, the, dude. That's a lot of time, and when you're talking time in the studio, that's fucking money. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's better just to wait until you can do it and like just knock it the fuck out. And it's more of a vibe too, right? Even for the even for those players. They don't want to fucking come in and do, okay, this quartet string arrangement. And then, okay, we're going to bring these four guys. Like, you want to play as a band, right? Right. <laughs> and you don't want to just get up and on stage and play bass. Yeah, totally. And that's just one of the um, delays, right? I mean, there's a few others, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. basically, we're finishing that up. Um, and we're in the talks. We're literally in the talks right now having band meetings about what the next a couple of years are going to look like and scheduling cool. and everything like that. So we're excited. Cool. We're, we're getting in a great place as a band again. Fantastic. Um, not that there was a bad place. It's just like everyone's no, getting no. the, f- yeah. you know, the other thing is Chad, we all have young families right now. So like this right. being, being off for a little while was kind of a silver lining, a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways. Like yeah. I've gotten to watch my five-year-old son grow up firsthand, like without being on the road, without really working too much. You know, I've been yeah. home every day, which is good and bad for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta, I mean, you have to enjoy the spoils. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to fucking, I mean, if you can pull something good out of that, you know, that's, that's fucking all, fantastic. Because a lot of people had, you know, I would assume that a lot of people had, you know, no good things. I mean, it was fucking, it was, it was devastating for us as humanity, right? You know, and it was a worldwide pandemic, and um, everyone was affected. Yeah. And I've uh, like one thing I've always told myself, like through this whole fucking thing, and like something that helped me keep my head up going through it was 
you know, when it comes to adversity, fucking the human spirit is, is fucking can be fucking dominating. You know what I mean? So I just had, I just like kept telling myself, we will get through this. We will. And it's going to be the biggest fucking fist in the air for all of humanity to come together and be like, we fucking did it. And we did it together. Right. For so many years of my life, I've looked at my fans and shit. And, uh, and I'm sure your fans too, like you're a fucking family. And it's like, we're in this together. We're doing it together. I'm creating music that you can hold close to your heart and create you you can make it fit into whatever drawer you need to put it in you know what i mean and that's yeah. that's what i want to happen with people that listen to my music you know what i mean like put it wherever you need to put it to make you feel good you know what i'm saying and we're going to get through this shit together I'm, yeah. I'm using you as much as you're using me when i'm standing on stage i'm giving you something and you're giving me something back and there's a circumvention of fucking energy that's happening there that's just beautiful and so special and i mean for years i've been seeing it like that you know uh the the we're all in this together but this fucking thing you know what i mean that's all i could do was think positively and go all of humanity we're gonna make it through this because we are fucking tough motherfuckers when we're faced with adversity and we will get through it and i knew that long before i started seeing any light at the end of the tunnel i was like i know we're gonna get through this i know they're gonna we're gonna get through this not everybody's dead you know what i mean not everybody you know what i mean like it's going to, it's going to be hard to kill us all, but you know, the people that do get through it, we're going to get through it together and it's going to cross genders, genres, races, everything. Like everybody's in this shit together. Right. It's a super, I just wish, I just uh, wish we could just raise the flag already on that now. Cause it seems like there's still some pullback and I'm like, come on guys, we're past right. it. Let's go. Let's go. Right. I'm ready to right. raise the flag of fucking victory over this thing. Exactly. Keep, yeah. Yeah. Mourn yeah, the yeah, ones we lost of course, along the way, but it's of course move on, you know? Yeah. We're definitely still flying the black flag, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Or whatever, but it's, you know, but um, you know, we fight, we fight together and we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it, man. It's going to happen. And we're, we are seeing light, you know what I mean? Um, it was so crazy. Like, what fuck? What was it? A month ago? You know what I mean? Like, it might be different where you're at. You're in you're in SoCal, so you know everything's a little bit different there. Oh yeah, my uh, region in Huntington <laughs> Beach is uh, in Orange County. Like, I mean, they they believed in it for like two weeks and then they were over it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, fucking, not everyone you know, in Huntington Beach. It's obviously an exaggeration, but there is there is a lot of. A lot of people just kind of do do their own thing here. So well, it was like whatever. It was like a month ago or whatever it was. It was like. It was, it was it was fucking weird it yeah. was like we're all cruising along wearing our masks doing our shit and i'm in vegas mm-hmm. doing our shit and uh then all of a sudden it was like oh no mask tomorrow at 10 a.m i'm like what okay <laughs> and then a couple of days later it's like i woke up and i'm like i looked at shannon and i'm like was that a nightmare yeah that did that did that really happen like i haven't heard shit about COVID for like three or four days. Right. No, it's and of course it's you know, it's just it was just really weird, man. It was like okay, it's it's the consuming our whole fucking world for however long, over you know, year or whatever, and then just gone. Well, I think you know? it was and I, I mean, think it was when Will when Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock, we all forgot about COVID. <laughs> it could have been yes. I, we need things like that to move it past, move us past it. But and thank obviously, you Will Smith for, and Chris Rock for staging that. I'm just gonna yeah. Thank you, thank, thank you guys. Thanks, Will. <laughs> um, what a, what a shit show that was. But yeah. uh, uh, who out there? 
Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Yeah, well, the conflict, obviously, uh, the Russian-Ukrainian uh, conflict. Too, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that slap just took that out of everyone's mouth for a minute, yeah, too. Yeah, that kind of took center stage there. But it was right around that time, like literally COVID kind of disappeared and the conflict happened. And a lot of people I was talking to about it were like, well, the conflict. Right. And I'm like, are you sure? We're just getting pulled. <laughs> I literally the- think yeah. we stopped talking about it for a second. You know? Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Speaking yeah. of, we'll, we'll get off that subject in a second because there's one last thing I want to I want to address on that. I don't know about for you. Doing this podcast and golf were the two things that got me through the pandemic because Golf was like one of the first things that they came like, like whoever, you know, the talking heads were saying, oh, that's one thing you could do. You could get outside and just social distance. And, you know, I, I don't know if they did that. You're a golf course where they 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 raise the they flip the cup a little bit so you don't have to stick your hand all the way in. I don't know what the oh. fuck that was supposed to do. Wow. But like, oh, that is a bunch of silly shit. But you know what? <laughs> I was able to bring out some beers and get out on the fucking course and smack some balls, and it ca- it definitely helped my my sanity. Dude, I, was, I mean, that I was able to get out of the house great. a little bit. Yeah, I didn't do that, man. But the first, you know, twenty the summer of twenty twenty, literally, Heidi and Henry from the Butcher Babies right. they moved from LA out here, and love Heidi. That summer, we spent the entire fucking summer in the pool. They came over every day and yep. we just fucking hung out in the pool and drank like crazy people yep. for the entire summer <laughs> cooked and cooked and drank. It was, that's what it, I think that's what everyone was doing. If I wasn't yeah. at the golf course, like especially for like the first six to eight weeks, I still make this joke with my wife about it. It was like, it was a race to see, or not even a race. It was, it was like, how far can I postpone my drinking to start today? Like, right. like each day it got a little earlier and we're like, <laughs> let's have Margaret. We would always like around, it started at like three, three or four o'clock. My wife would make margaritas. Uh, we'd get in the pool with our son and just like have like a pool day, have margaritas yeah. and snacks. And yeah. then, and then it slowly got a little earlier and a little earlier. Oh Yeah. Until one yeah, time cherry, we fucking, both looked at each other like this. It's eleven o'clock right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking Cheerios and beer, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, it was fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but we got through that. But I mean, honestly, I mean, it happened through the summer, but it probably went well into the fall and the winter of that year. So oh, I, I'm still uh, doing 2020. It, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. I played I played golf maybe twice mm. or whatever. And when I played, you couldn't. Uh, Two people couldn't sit in the same car. You had to have your own car. Yeah, yeah. So that was super fucking weird. Yeah, it was. That's, my, that's, that's the that's the most fun. Anybody it's that golfs knows golf. that's yeah. the most fun yeah. is when you're just chilling in the cart with whoever you're paired up with, and you're just bullshitting and talking. Blah, blah, blah. Which we got to do now, Chad. Now when we toured together, I was not a golfer. Matt was the only golfer of the band. Yeah. Much. So next time, I went out with Guy and Matt um, a couple months ago. Here we took him out to the the course here. Well, uh, he was out with. Uh, uh, Volbeat and stuff. So, yep, yep. So, yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah. I went and saw him here in, uh, at the, the joint 
In, oh, uh, right Vegas. on. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I got to see Guy too. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, but, man, uh, very good dude. Um, but yeah, yeah, I went and play, I played a couple times with Matt, and uh, yeah, the, but we had fun. I mean, yeah, whatever. It did you just bro down, man? It's what's it's what's so cool about golf, man. It's like the brodom that happens. You know, um, like obviously I knew Matt or whatever. And we hung out or whatever here and there, or catering or bullshitting in the hallways or whatever of the venues. But you go golfing, man. You're just like your boys. You know what yeah. I mean? After like one, one and two, you're like, are we fucking separated at birth? You know, <laughs> just fucking great. But yeah, you didn't golf then. No, I didn't. I just, I just drank with you at the end of the, at the end of the night. So you yeah. At the end just... of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> drank with all the hell y'all crew, man. Oh yeah. It was uh, a good did you, uh, so, uh, so did you get into it because of COVID? I mean, no, honestly. I got, I got into it. My neighbor got me into it, uh, right. Pretty much when we got off the road in like 2018, he's like, okay. he became a good, you know, he's lived with me, lived not with me across the street from me for a while now, but we got really close. He, he like took a hiatus from his job and shit. And like, we were hanging out like all the time. Cause I had just gotten off the road and, didn't have anything else to do. So we were just hanging out. And then he eventually convinced me that golf would be fun. I was like, man, I've tried it before. It's just, it's just not for me. It's like, it's frustrating. And everything's all, he's all just go with me. And so the first thing he did is I'll set your bag down. I was like, oh, are we going to warm up? He's like, no, we're hitting the bar first. So we went and hit the bar first. We had a couple of cocktails. He's all, this is how I warm up. And, you know, I had to try to pick up my balls. I lost so many. I just went oh, to yeah, a box of balls. Just, you just go out there and whack it around, man. That's, mean, that's all, you know, that's all we were doing. We were just having drinks and shooting the shit. And I was like, this is what golf is. And he's like, yep. And I'm, he's like, it can be. And I'm like, I'm in. And then I just yeah, 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 yeah. been playing a bunch since. Well, dude, the thing about golf is, is like, if you just want to fucking drink and go whack a fucking ball around, you can do that. Right. But when it kind of gets its teeth in you and you kind of start getting into it and you kind of want to get a little bit better, dude, you can get so fucking inside of that game and it's always going to win. It's just, it's so fucking, when you get really good, it's really, really fucking tough. It's a really, dude, Tiger Woods slices them into the woods still. You know what I mean? It's like, he's arguably the greatest golfer ever and he still fucks up. You know, it's just that, that's just the game. But like I was unhappily married so I spent a lot of time at the driving range. And that's when I got really good. <laughs> oh, I, I was unhappily married. Range, I didn't want to be around my wife. I'm not there yet, Chad. Yeah, I yeah. I can't you, go on yeah. the driving range. I just like to yeah. go out there and, and, and play. I'm not just very play. good, but I'm I've I don't lose very many balls anymore and I can good. keep pace. I'm like I'm a good I'm a good time out there. So we got we gotta get together. Absolutely, man. Fucking hundred <laughs> percent. Get fucking him shadows. How are the guys? How are how are your guys doing? Oh, uh, we're all doing really good, man. It's it, it's we're we're all in a really great spot right now. It's feeling it's feeling really cool. Like I said, we're starting to get together and and uh, not that we haven't been, but we're really starting to put uh, pencil to paper of of what our schedule is going to be looking like here cool. pretty soon. So uh, can't I can't say too much on it right now, but like oh, that, of course, yeah, yeah. like it's yeah, gonna yeah, be. Yeah. It's getting real fucking exciting, you know. Um, as I said, everyone's got the the families and everything, but we're ready to go. We're like, okay. Yeah, how old is Matt's son now? He's got two. Uh, nine and seven. So nine? I believe one of them's- Holy yeah. fucking shit, I could be dude. wrong. Don't, sorry, See if it wasn't sorry for River, kids. Sorry, Cash. I can't, I'm pretty sure it's nine and seven, though. If, we, if it weren't for children, we wouldn't feel older. 
Absolutely. But I, re- I remember Matt's kid being a fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> like a little right bitty kid yeah. when we were on the road. And I'm just like, and now you're telling me he's fucking nine. Hey, yeah. guess what? I feel old. Thanks. Man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it wasn't for children growing up around us, I think that we, you know what I mean? We'd all just be like, ah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you dude, I'd still be doing to- the same shit. I have had to like slow down my drinking and everything to be around, like, because now I'm like, <laughs> I actually have something I want to be around for, you know, and not to be too morbid, but kind right, of joke. Right. But yeah, no. Something it's you like, actually want to be attentive to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. It's a yeah, no, good thing. That's where you get all the gray hairs and everything, too. I didn't oh, yeah, I've seen it that. in your fucking beard, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, man. I, I rock it, though. Like, everyone's yeah. like, I've heard, like, the comments of, man, he looks old and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting older, but, like, I'm not that old yet. It's just because I have a fucking son, and the last four years have been really wild for me. <laughs> but I'm not going to fake it, you know? I could, I, could, I, could, I could put the shit in and everything, and I do every once in a while, but, like, most of the time, like... So, I, I, I mean, honestly, I shouldn't even bring it up because they're not fucking giving it to me for free. But, like, everybody, everybody... Dude, I've been going gray, literally. It's like, I had my first gray hairs when I was 18. Oh, shit. So like I've been like it's just been a part of my life. So forever. you were you were wise beyond your years. Oh, beyond, yeah. <laughs> but back in the day, I had the long hair and I had like these gray streaks in it, and all the chicks loved it, and it was it was cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I've so I've been going gray for a long time. But so gray's being gray's been a part of my of my life for a long, long time. Um, but like just for men, yeah, you know. Is that what you use? I haven't. I mean, I, I, I have before, but obviously okay. it's not in right now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's this shit. And I, and I honestly, I don't really want to uh, sell this shit for him because like I said, I'm not getting it for free, but it's called Simpler okay. or whatever. And you order it. It's like 40 bucks, but it's a can and it comes with a comb and you just take the can and you just shoot it down the comb thing and you just fucking do it. And it's like just for men, how it stains your fucking face and shit like that. This stuff is just, just like, just, oh, it doesn't right. do that. Okay. It doesn't stain your fucking face. You wash your face and you're moving. You're golden. Dude, so, I got, so, yeah. that's, that's something I might try when I get back out on the road or something. Cause I mean, I'll, I'll text you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'll text it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll text you the name. I don't want to talk about it too much. Cause like no, I said, no, I'm still you just gave him it. a promo right there. So I totally yeah, did. Which is man. also hilarious because we started off talking about like some serious shit on this, on this episode. And naturally, uh, since we haven't seen each other in a long time, it's just absolutely just bullshit and get, getting into being uh, old and gray. Basically <laughs> you've got to, you've got to let things resolve at their own volition. Yeah. You know <laughs> All right. Absolutely. So, so it's, Drinks with Johnny. Yeah, and, uh, so at Athletic Brewing Company, I'll talk these guys up because it's pretty fucking killer. But uh, so I've been getting into NAs. Yeah. Like since uh, I'm not yep. drinking or whatever. So I've been getting really getting into NAs. And I'm telling you what, they've come a fucking long way since Odul's. Right. Like Odul's is like the first one. Right. And it's so fucked up because when I go out, I go to hockey games and I go shit like that. Go see the Knights play nice. or whatever. The only fucking in a beer they have is Odul's. And I'm just always like, dude, they've come so far. So this is a, this is called all out. And this is a dark, it's an extra dark, extra dark, a stout in a, Oh, I didn't even know they made stout NAs. Yeah. They make I, stout I, NAs. They make IPAs. They make fucking uh, blondes. They make goldens. They make lights. Have you tried uh, any of the NA wines? Were you ever a big wine drinker? Cause I, I, oh, yeah, tried I know yet. you guys were. 
Yeah, we always drink. <laughs> what was it, what was it called? Wine. What was it called? The Catalina wine spritzer or something like that that you guys used to have? <laughs> the Catalina wine mixer, man. Just like from is that what step, it was called? Uh, Step Brothers. Well, I mean, that's what we claimed. I yeah, mean, yeah. We were just we were all just like partying like we like we did after the show every night. And it was I like, remember. I well, I remember going. To we were making that joke. We were making the joke. You know, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. It, was a, it wasn't a it wasn't a not an official title for the party. You know. Yeah, yeah. But I I went to one of those <laughs> with mm-hmm. you guys. And uh, I remember uh, hanging out with Matt because Matt never fucking drank. He doesn't drink on the road it, at all. Yeah, yeah, for his voice. Yeah. He's probably one of the most disciplined singers. And I mean, I'm like any singer that like really takes it seriously. They're, they're generally pretty fucking disciplined. But Matt's right. like one of the upper uh, disciplined guys. I remember. Uh, and I love Matt so much. And I need to write him. I've been meaning to write him for like a month. Uh, and I just want to write him and just say, hey, what's up? You know. Uh, but you know, I remember talking to him. I remember talking to him after a show that we played together. We were we played together. Uh, must have been when we were on tour or whatever. And um, we just bullshitted. It was, after you guys played, I just saw him. Whatever. We stood there and bullshitted. And uh, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go cool down." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I'm gonna go cool down again." I'm like, "Again?" He's like, "Yeah, I cooled down after he got off stage." And then because he talked to me. He went cooled down again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, no, he's always been. Right, that. Man. He's always been very disciplined when it comes to. I mean, actually, when it comes to anything, you know, he's <laughs> he's been. You know, he's much more disciplined than I am. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, he's fucking. <laughs> you know, he's a fucking badass on a golf course for a reason. I mean, yeah. that motherfucker. Yeah, I remember golfing with him, and that, like there was a dog leg or whatever, and he's like, "I'm gonna cut the corner," and he just hit like a fucking 300 yard shot off the deck <laughs> of the fairway. I'm like, really yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, when he, when he, we were all exposed to golf at the same time from a tour manager. And I'm going to fucking forget his name because I always do. I, I apologize. Um, took us out on a day off years ago. And mm-hmm. uh, Matt was the only one that kind of like stuck with got it the as bug. Much as it, yeah. He got the bug like immediately. Yeah. And I went out a few more times. I think the rest of the guys like kept playing a little bit here and there, but the rest of us just kind of, you know, dick around every once in a while, but he was going there every day. I mean, days off, we would start going and staying at country clubs um, so that he could play the courses and stuff. And I didn't mind. I like, I mean, a good country club's a good, a good hang, right? So, um, but now having that like hindsight and stuff, I'm all, you're a fucking genius. Like being able to go and play all these courses on days off, like, dude. Like, and I, and I was in, I, I did this for a bit or whatever in hell. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, cause I was like gotten really into golf during that time or whatever early hell. Yeah. And like, I started doing that playing courses on the road, but I mean, I wasn't going to the fucking, you know, next level <laughs> courses, you know, I was just going to wherever, but it was I don't just, know if they were next level just, or not at the time. I'd have to go back. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's fucking fun because like you literally it's, it's geographical. You know what I mean? Like if you're in the mid fucking West and you go golfing, you're probably going to have like, you know, a fucking fairway with fucking big ass trees, like on the sides and shit or in Appalachia or whatever, Pennsylvania, shit like that. But you, you know, if you're touring in Arizona, desert courses and California, you know, you got all your, fucking badass courses out there right you know so i think you touched upon it great though though because i mean for me and and probably yourself you understand like on show days all day you're like you're in the bus you're in the you're in the dressing room you don't really see much sunlight so those days off like 
you going out and like rejuvenating yourself by getting out mm-hmm. in some some sort of nature at least right um, is always a good recharge of the battery and i, I yeah. always found, even before golfing i would i just go out and fucking wake up on a day off and go for a jog around the town just so that i was outside and like got to totally see some shit really quick absolutely before, I, before, I, before I, I, I put myself back in a restaurant and started to drink some more beers you know <laughs> <laughs> I did that too, man. I mean, I, I used to love, I mean, I really did like love getting into like, the, you know, asking people at the hotel or whatever, like what's the cool part of town or whatever, like, you know, where that's kind of that home rose strip with like the boutique kind of stuff and the, you know, the old school fucking record stores, you know, and shit, comic shops, shit like that. But yeah, I used to love to get out and do that, but we would go, uh, sometimes Greg and I would go on show days. You know, just get up at fucking it's eight, smart. nine, ten o'clock get out in the morning. On show days too, and make you feel better about, yeah. about the day because it's a lot of sit around and waiting. You know, until you uh, until hurry up and wait, morning. man. Yep, hurry up and wait. Hurry up until and it's wait. Time to get out there. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, dude, you you've toured the world and shit. Like, it, probably the first tour, you know, you ever went to Europe. It's like, okay, I got to see Munich, and I got to see Warsaw, and I got to see. Paris, but there were, you know, three days, you know, it's like, boom, boom, boom. You got three, you got three show days and then a day off. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. I didn't see shit. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't, also see, didn't see any of it because days. a lot of people don't realize like that show days, right? You're traveling to that next spot. So where you're stopping isn't like, oh, they got no. to take a day off in Paris. No, we nope. went to fucking, I don't even know, uh, some some place that literally the first time we toured Europe, and I don't know if it was for you too, uh, the timing of everything, I, we just couldn't wrap our heads around where like they would literally close places on days and times for hours in these smaller cities. Now the big yep. cities I learned later are stayed open just like here in America and anything like that. You're but absolutely once you got right. These smaller country cities that you had to stay in to get to the next place. You're like, you couldn't get food. You couldn't get well, the restaurants don't shut. open until dinner. Right. You know what like, I mean? Like, like, but like, but you're on the road. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, you. Exactly. It's not like I have a fucking kitchen. And I'm just going to start going to the grocery store and making my own right, shit right. all day. Like everyone exactly. else who lives in that town. Or doing that. Or doing that fucking uh, that day off where you got to go from fucking. Uh, you got to drive from somewhere in southern Italy, Rome to fucking like again, like a, a Munich or a Berlin or something. It like they bring in the they fly in the double driver. And you're just fucking the entire from the time the show's over, you load up and you get on the road and you start trucking and you're heading to where the fuck ever. And you wake up and then you sit on the bus all fucking day rolling. You know what I mean? And then how, you often, roll. how often on those drives were you calling your guys' booking agent saying never again? Oh, dude, I fucking <laughs> I don't even know how many times Vinny and I like like a fuck. And he would call him and fucking wig the fuck out. Yeah. So, dude, we would literally be doing like a 22 hour drive. Yeah. You know, we would like get off stage, load the truck and go and roll in at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you know, in the morning, the night before the show, wake up, load it in, play and fucking roll again, you know. Um, but they're usually like. We did Europe together, actually. One of the one of the last times that we that we yep. together was in was in Europe. I remember. Yep, that. us and Stone Sour. Yeah, Roy, Roy, right there. That's what. That's yep. yeah, dude. How yep. was, I haven't spoken to Roy since then, probably too. Uh, fantastic. He good. just did. Uh, he scored Studio Six Six Six. Oh no shit! He actually scored it. Yeah, 
I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah. He That's just did the, he did everything. Yeah. Dude, can uh, we speak yeah. on that real quick? I don't want don't want to bum the mood out, but of course, after no. Taylor Hawkins, I never had the pleasure of meeting him. Or dude, any of the I guys didn't either. Fool. And but what I, a fucking beast, dude! Holy shit! Incredible loss for the music world, obviously. Um, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about more of like where we can empathize, like where we, you know, we we both have lost a, a brother and a drummer, and you know now the Foo Fighters are going through the same thing, and moreover. Absolutely. Dave Grohl is going through that for the second time in his second career. Second time, bro. I Unbelievable. Even, I can't even believe. I, my heart just goes out to the guy that I've never met before because I'm just, how do you bounce yeah. back from that? It was hard enough to bounce back from it one time. Yeah. Can you imagine having to try and bounce back from I it mean, the second time? Dude, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. I was so floored. I mean, Shannon and I were both so upset uh, about, uh, his passing, man. It was, and I, I mean, like that was one of the first things I said to Shannon, like we were really like, Oh my God, like literally like hands over, like head and hands kind of what, you know, kind of thing. And I didn't, I, I never met him, but Jesus yeah. Christ, what a fucking phenomenal fucking drummer. Yeah. You've got to be great to fucking play drums for Dave Grohl. Right, right. I mean, let's just put that out there. That personality. I mean, and then you know, I've, yeah. I've seen I've, you know, I've seen stuff on him doing cover songs and stuff and singing. Oh, and he's yeah. also a very ta- he was just a f- fucking talented dude in general. Fantastic Had player. Of, and you know, you could think, uh, man. I mean, for you, I haven't done it yet, but like, of course, he's just getting back after a couple of years of not being able to do the thing that he loves so much. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck yeah i'm finally back probably having a good time and then like fuck you know it's yeah. just like am I, it was I, devastating I just, yeah i could just empathize with that so much and I it was know, devastating to the music to, to the metal music community man because i mean he's a, one of the greatest fucking what the like literally right up there like one of the greatest fucking hard rock drummers man i mean yeah. he was fucking unbelievable yeah such a great talent yeah man. and yeah i know and i know he was a well-rounded musician as well yeah so just, uh, yeah, but yeah, my heart went out to, to Dave Grohl for sure. Had to go through that twice, man. I mean, just just those steps. And I don't know if it was for you, like us getting back on the road after the Rev passed. It, it took steps. The Rev passed. We didn't. We only had the demo drums, right? So we had mm-hmm. to figure out how we we're gonna if we're gonna do the record at all. How we're gonna do that? And then the next step was, you know, getting that done. All right, cool. We're going to put that out. Well, should we mm-hmm. tour on it? Uh, no, I don't really want to tour on that without my bro- without my brother. You know, mm-hmm. it, each step had to be coerced in a way to feel yeah. right for you to yeah. d- to have that position for. Yeah, at I, least for I mean, me, yeah. that's exactly how I felt. There was there were steps, and I could visually remember the day each of them were discussed. And I mean, like, like it was fucking yesterday. How was it? I mm-hmm. mean, did you have to go through steps and what were they for you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we just had to deal. Well, the thing with, with me was, you know, uh, we were, we were uh, working on welcome home. The last, the, the last album. Yeah. And, you know, I was giving, I'd, I'd only sent Vinny, I think four songs and I had, uh, and, uh, but I finished another one the day he passed the night he passed. I just finished the song wow. and then I got the call. And then uh, when I did a memorial shit, and then I had to go back in and finish the album. I had six songs left to write. So, but I had a conversation with him literally the day after he passed. I sat on the bed in, in my room and I just had a, I was talking to him like I'm talking to you. Like right now, I was talking yeah. to him out loud. And I was like, brother, I'm going to finish this. This is your final work. And I am like, I've got you, you kind of thing. 
and then that was my my drive and my push. And I, you know, I sat in there with Kevin Churko. Everybody was at home. Tom flew back to Maryland. Brady was wherever Brady was. Kyle was in, you know, back in Atlanta. And it was me and Kevin Churko in there day in and day out working. And it was slow and he was patient. And uh, it was devastating for both of us, you know, because Vinny was and Kevin were really, really close. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, and we just we just had to push through it, man. You know, so I think kind of like that was my awakening was getting through that process. Once I came out of that shit, I was willing to do whatever uh, uh, that I needed to do in order to carry the flag for him. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it was just he was Mr. Showtime, man. It's like he would not want us to hang it up. You know what I mean? He would want us to keep to to at least go out and support, you know, his final work. And uh, yeah, but I mean, Roy coming in and doing it was fucking fantastic. I remember being on the road with you guys. I think we rode. uh, Were we in Europe? We might have been in Europe and me and Greg actually rode you guys as bus. Yeah. Yeah. That was. uh, I remember. I don't think that was Europe. I I think that was uh, that that was in the States. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, I remember hanging out with Gates and uh, mm-hmm. fucking, I mean, he was just, he was emotional, yeah. you know, and I would just remember just sitting there bullshitting him and talking with him and stuff and just kind of letting him open up or whatever. And it was, it was tough. You guys were, I mean, you guys were about as in it as we were. Like when we went out uh, to do that first Celebration of Life tour, man, it wasn't, it didn't feel like long after it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was brutal. I mean, to to get going, but and to go on the stage. I mean, uh, not to harp on it too much, you know. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's one of the one of the many things we have in common. Chad is, uh, you know, that first time you walk out on stage without <sighs> your brother. Like God, how awful is that feeling? Yeah, and and, and I was part of it for Vinny. Yeah, for, walking yeah, out well, on stage first, the first time first without time dime. dime. Yeah, I never yeah. had the pleasure of meeting Dime though. But we we didn't become friends with Vinny until after Dime right. had Dime had passed, and uh, I always wish that we had gotten gotten to be friends oh, with just a little sooner. You know? Oh God, yeah, dude. I mean, like he is. I mean, arguably one of the greatest metal guitar players ever, but just such a great human being. Dime just looks like he was a fucking blast, and. I did I did albums <clears throat> with Sterling, with fucking Cat, you know what I mean? Like I did like, you know, I did albums with people that were tethered to Vinny for fucking fifteen years. Yeah. In Pantera. You know, so I heard every fucking dime story you could hear. And I mean, dude, it was just hysterical shit like yeah. a lot of times just crying laughing so fucking hard because he isn't was just that, so out of his fucking mind isn't that isn't that like one of the things that does help help you get through it too is to share the stories because you know 100%. you share the stories even you know when we heard about Vinny, i wasn't you know i'm not gonna pretend i was as close to Vinny as you were i wasn't a band right, member, right. but i was very you know right. i love Vinny. the Vinny was a very of good course. friend when i saw him we hit it off immediately like we had, you know, it might have been a couple he loved of years, you guys. but it was like, we're right back in it. Like nothing had happened. And he was always he absolutely, so, he loved your band. Loved, loved you him. guys. And we loved him. I loved yeah. him. Like going to his, going to the strip club, going to his house for barbecues. I mean, the guy <laughs> yeah. just was like, he was showtime. Like you said, man, it's just oh, absolutely. and he did everything. It was so great. And, you know, I just find it very therapeutic um, to, to talk about people like that and share Absolutely. stories. Like I remember one of the times that we were with Vinny and, and, uh, I think it was St. Louis. There's a strip club that's right behind the venue. 
this was years ago. This was, we weren't touring with hell. Yeah. I think he was just happened to be out like at the same time and just came out to the show again. And I remember him and Jimmy were just like ordering Jaeger shot after Jaeger shot. And like, <laughs> it was like, it was an insane amount. And I was just like, I, I, I would walk away every once in a while. I was like, well, it was like the three of us ponying up to the bar. And then uh-huh. like, I would, I would like, Oh, I got to go use the restroom when another one came out. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah. this is like, this is too much even for me. And I think that I think of myself as a pretty big drinker. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, they, they, that, that's a whole nother level, dude, of the, the way they did shit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's like, it's weird for me to even, because we're talking about like walking back out on stage after, you know, right. you're losing your guy. And I really just got to put that together in my head. I was like, I was there for Vinny when he walked, you know, walked on that stage after losing his brother, you know, and honestly, dude, that's what hell yeah was for him. I mean, hell yeah was an opportunity and a reason in a way to be able to fly the flag for dime. Right. And that was kind of our mission statement was fucking you know, just that energy, uh, being that carrying on that dime energy, you know what I mean? With, with us and, uh, keeping his, uh, name alive and flying dimes flag. And I think that was honestly what Vinny, that was the lure to hell. Yeah. That brought him out of retirement and, uh, brought him to us as he saw an, an opportunity to, uh, create music and, and, carry the flag for his brother. You know what I mean? And uh, like, cause we just championed dime the whole time uh, we were a band, you know? And then obviously when we lost Vinny, I mean, that was like, I was just thinking about, we have to do the same thing that we did for dime for Vinny now. Like we have to keep going, you know, to keep carrying uh, the flag for Vince. And, um, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough. And I, you know, I've talked to Tom, uh, you know, a little bit, I've talked to the, you know, the, the, the members and shit like that. And, you know, we've talked about like, uh, keep like to keep produce, like keep writing some music, you know, we don't know what the touring plans would be ever, maybe ever again, but we could still release music, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and there's actually, I think there are like two or three songs that Vinny actually tracked drums to oh, wow. or whatever that we didn't, we didn't, we didn't end up writing for whatever reason. So, I mean, there is a potential for us to write maybe a couple more songs with, with Vinny's drums. Actually, well, That's exciting. It. I would love to hear some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah. And this let me fucking know this. beer, this beer is amazing, by the way. Oh, dude, I got a, I got a kombucha today right now. It's a little, it's a little early for me to start drinking as we were talking about. Before, is it? So. What time do you start? What uh, time, no, your... I don't know. I, I'm actually trying to take it, take a break this week, to be honest. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I take breaks. You. I take breaks from here, here and there. Dude, know? my hell, my, the, this house that I'm sitting in, man, like Shannon and I bought this and we ended up ter- completely tearing it down and pretty much rebuilding the whole thing. Like oh, we wow. took it down to nothing because it had black mold and it had this and it had that. It was a fucking mess. Shit. So we rebuilt the whole house and then now we just this over the last month we've been uh apparently we got time of, tired of throwing money at our house so now it's time to throw it at the backyard so we've been redoing our backyard redid our old pool decking and then fucking redid our our backyard and shit so it's awesome. been a lot of fucking work but you know yeah. it's but it's it's been very well when you say we though you got a contractor right uh the, the for the for this we did for the house it was me and my buddy mike we rebuilt it that's what i did before i was in music i was a, i was a carpenter oh shit so, I, don't, I don't think yeah. i ever realized that yeah so me and uh my buddy mike i mean you know we had uh, a bro of his that was an electrician come in and do that we had a plumber guy come in and do that but like all the building and stuff him and i did um 
chasing the mains, dip, fucking there was piles of dirt all over the house. And it, it was a fucking nightmare. But uh, we did that. But the the yeah, the backyard. So the pool decking, we we had concrete guys uh, do that. And then uh, we had a landscape guy do the uh, do the backyard or whatever. Wow. So but it's just been it, it, it's still a lot of work yeah, uh, just overseeing oh, just overseeing them. oh yeah yeah, yeah right. just overseeing it yeah. you know like hey what the fuck's that hey what, hey, what hey, <laughs> hey you know what i mean shannon literally put out a fire every day oh, like shit. every day there was a new fire and every day shannon would put it out and shit so yeah, there's we still, there's remodel, still little yeah. things we went through a remodel it, here and that's how i ended up with the bar i was like we're doing a remodel i'm putting a bar in the house it's fucking fantastic man i love it i love <laughs> it man. next time you're in orange county you gotta stop by 100 you know, sure. can you walk around behind that thing oh fuck yeah it's a oh, full nice. bar. It's, got, it's a wet The way bar, that I'm, gotta... the angle that I'm looking at it, it almost looks like it's one solid piece of marble all the way to back to your back of your bottles. Oh no, no, no! It's yeah, it's yeah. a full it's a full bar. It has a step down to it. I got I got two two kegs on tap. I got a bunch of the mixers underneath. Uh, oh my god! You got kegs. Maker. I've got uh, all the booze that you can see. I've got I've got it all, man. I I went I went for it. I was like, if I'm gonna have that a is bar fucking I'm gonna have that is fucking. Oh now I'm seeing the tap behind you. Yeah. That's that actually my cool beer got- that uh, that is made locally here at Four Sons. Uh, it's uh, uh, the drinks with Johnny Filthy IPA. Really? <laughs> yeah. One of you have taps. your own beer. Yeah. You need to make an NA. I I would I would love to actually. I'll do I'll do that. <laughs> They've come a long way with NAs. Just don't yeah. put the alcohol in it. Just <laughs> make it make it taste like whatever you want. Just don't yeah. put the booze in it. Yeah, but I would love to have you over and 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 you know after you said like you've. We're in carpentry and stuff, and we did a whole remodel in 2015, just tore the motherfucker down. I mean, this time I'm not saying we as I did it. I had a contractor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. It, was, it, was, it was quite an ordeal, a year of construction. Uh, well, you know what I'm saying then. I yeah. mean, you're like, you're riding people's ass, like, hey, right. what the fuck? Where you are you at? Wanna, you don't want to have to do that, but you're also like, dude, I want to get the fuck back in my house and like back to normal. I want to yep. enjoy this, right? And I want it to fucking look right. Right. Because yeah. guess what? I'm throwing fucking money at it, and it better be fucking right. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm dealing with with this backyard situation and the, and the pool decking and all that shit is just like, you know, they kind of fucking whatever in a couple, couple of spots. And we're kind of like, what the fuck, you know, like, and then I got to, then I got to jump on their ass and it's been Shannon the whole time kind of dealing with it. And then she calls me and like for the, for the fucking, for the big fucking haymaker, yeah. you know, <laughs> come in. yo, yep. Motherfucker! Uh, you know, and I do that shit and everybody goes, woo. Oh, yeah. And I love this right now because everyone at home watching um, is is like, wait a minute. I thought I was going to get these two guys who like are in the music industry to probably talk a little bit of music. And I don't think we've talked very much at all about music. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> we talked about that you guys got some fucking cool shit coming out and I can't wait to fucking hear it, man. What, 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 what do you guys, what, what's the plan with Mudvayne now? I know that uh, those shows were supposed those were probably going to be kind of it at, at, at the beginning, but do you think you yeah. guys are going to be doing some more stuff with Mudvayne possibly? We're or? going, we're going out this, this summer with, with okay. Rob Zombie. Oh shit. Us yeah. Zombie. I did. I did yeah. see that announcement. I, yeah, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm cool. excited. And I'm excited. Where are you guys going out? Are you going to be doing some of the European festivals with, with Mudvayne? No, too? we're just, we're just, we're yeah. just doing the States okay. or this, this summer until we figure out just kind of like, we just kind of have to take everything a little like in kind of baby steps, you know? <laughs> But uh, glad I think there's 25 dates. Uh, uh, we do uh, two one-offs without Rob Zombie, uh, one in Denver, and one at the first show we're doing. We're actually going to play the the uh, rave bar in Milwaukee. Oh shit! The, remember the Eagles Ballroom? Oh, I know the Eagles Ballroom yeah, very yeah. well. So we're playing upstairs. Awesome. So that we'll do that for the warm-up show, 
uh, with Star Set, and then we do the two Wisconsin festivals, and uh, one of one of them's the one where the fucking chairs are zip tied together. Did you uh, ever play that one? It sounds familiar. I know we have in Wisconsin. Oh, you would know it if you saw it from the yeah, stage. Like I'm so all bad at it's those plastic show. fucking those plastic oh, like, Walmart fucking, chairs. Yeah, just like the and regular zip tie together. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. I remember. It. We've done that one before. Yeah, yeah, at least once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're doing that one. <laughs> And then uh, the zip tie show, and then uh, the uh, and then the other one that's right up there by it, and then we start the zombie thing after that. Do so. I want to go back to the Eagle Ballroom real quick though, because that place is fucking legendary. I mean, haunted. It's so haunted. It's haunted. so fucking haunted. Like haunted, bro. Did you have, have you guys when you were there? Was it still open to that empty pool? Could you get? Could you access? Did that you? Empty pool? So I, that's what I'm gonna ask you. Like, when were you there? Because I've been touring there. I've been playing there for fucking twenty years. When I first went there, that pool was full of junk. Yeah, chairs, yeah. beer chairs, cans, yeah, bottles. Because yeah. all the bands piled. would go in there that would play. If you could, if you were able to be in the adjacent dressing room, there was access to it. And mm -hmm. we we found it one time when we were like back there. You know, when you're in the Eagle Ballroom, the entire fucking building you got nothing to do you're gonna fucking go explore because that place oh, is absolutely just, it's haunted it's fucked up it's weird it's weird <laughs> i don't but know yeah, why it's then, a fucking music then, video and then i went back 10 years later and fucking the pool was completely cleaned out oh I uh, there was I no water in it yeah no, no water but 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 looked awesome and it was like an olympic sized pool it's huge yeah uh there was a did you ever see the bowling alley i never saw the bowling alley not, there's not like a four alley. lane bowling alley in there Fuck, I mean, this I is know. like it's this so weird. Like so for people at home that are man. watching or listening to this right now, in, in uh, Milwaukee, it's the Eagles Ballroom. Is, it's got like, how many venues is, is there, Chad? Is it four? Is it four three. different? Three different venues. Eagles, the ballroom's upstairs. Right. The middle level is more of like a 15, what, 1,500, 2,000? Yep. And then the basement is just like a 200-seater right. bar. Right. bar. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think I've played each of those places. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and like seriously, too. in the dressing rooms, there's like, so in each dressing room has a different vibe. There's the kid rock room. Did you, we, I'm sure you stayed in the kid rock room with the, yeah. with the multiple showers. Cause kid rock would play there very frequently. I actually met kid for the first time at the Eagles ballroom in a dress. Really? Room. Yeah. Um, awesome. And, but, and then they have these vibey rooms where they put up all these curtains and sheets and shit. So it, all like, the tapestries yeah, and, and the pillows and it, look, and it looks all like kind of gypsy ish and shit. Oh, very much. Yeah. yeah. It's and, like a whole room fucking full of giant pillows yep. and tapestries. Yeah. It was, and you're like, what is, this is the dressing room like that I'm going to be in yeah. for the next five hours, six, seven hours, whatever the fuck it is. And <laughs> yeah. then, but, but then like, but each of them are like on different levels and there's, and this, building is massive so there's all these yeah. different like almost secret doors that you can start to like go through and that's how i oh, found absolutely. the pool the first time and it was mm -hmm. empty and super creepy it looked like it was straight out of something on nightmare on elm street or something yeah. like that so you're talking about so the the dress rooms you're talking about are the ones in the basement that are right by the pool right and there's like several rooms and it was almost like a like probably back in the day like the group showers Yes, you know, for the for the for the men, like the group right. shower room, man showers. We, we just yeah, we just dubbed the man showers. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five star review. If you want to listen to this show ad free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, 
and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Man showers. Mowers, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. So, but and then the se- the second floor, it has the venue, and then, but the second floor is also the dressing rooms for the Eagles ballroom, the top floor. And the the first time I uh, one of the first times I played that, this is fucking amazing. So we did Ozfest two thousand one, and this was come on, this was Slipknot, Manson, fucking uh, uh, disturbed. Uh, Papa Roach, like fucking. That's a that's a one massive, of the best. One of that, the best. Two thousand one. That is yeah, a massive. One of, I mean, one that's of all. The, that's all you guys. That's all you guys ever. in the new metal scene coming up together right there. I mean, that's yeah. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Like literally one of the best Ozfest ever. But that fucking Ozfest played in that building. Wow. So all the second stage bands were on the in the middle level, and all the main stage bands were upstairs. And the upstairs only holds about. 5,000, yeah. 5,500 maybe. It's not, it's and, not very and the, big. And, it's kind of and the Ozfest played And the Ozfest played in sheds, you know, 15,000, 20,000 people. Right. But that one particular Ozfest was just in that building. And uh, so the main stage, yeah, it was only like 5,500 That must have been a sold. really cool, that must have been a really cool festival. It was day a great because, day. I mean, to be able to go to the different levels and catch the different bands and stuff. That's, that's an experience that I don't think, I mean, if you were there for it and you're watching this right now, kudos to yeah. you. Cause that sounds, yeah, like yeah, fucking, yeah. that sounds like a fucking blast. Oh, I would love to fucking talk to somebody that was a fan that went. Cause I mean, you would be like downstairs, upstairs, downstairs, up there. You know what I mean? Well, if you're watching this right now and you were there, you could comment below right now and let us know what your experience <laughs> was. And, uh, or just go and comment on the podcast side too. If you're listening to this on under the ratings and reviews and stuff, you could just tell me, tell me what that was like. I'll, I'll relay the or message may, to Chad. Or maybe that didn't really happen. Maybe it's just wishful thinking. <laughs> no, it was the haunted. It was the haunting. I actually didn't even meet kid there. It was just the ghost of kid apparently, be, even though he's still alive. So I don't know how that worked. <laughs> the ghost of kid rock. You met that. <laughs> Is that the better side? The, is that his better half or worse half? You know, know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't it, know. It's it's all it's all it's all. Based well, you on, met him, not me. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't fucking know. You'd have to tell me. Oh, he was great. He was a great. He was a great dude. It was it was his show. We were playing. Vinny the knew night. him. Yeah, Vinny. Vinny, Vinny fucking knew Vinny him. Brought like him Vinny. out to a couple of our parties in Vegas and stuff. And I remember, like, probably the next time I saw a Kid was he was behind the bar at one of our parties, and it was our suite, and he was serving drinks and i was like uh okay can i get a jack and coke then i guess celebrity bartending <laughs> but fucking kid rock all right it was amazing he was he's always been he's always been real cool to us man i i, I like him but yeah, uh, i mean he's, he seems like fucking i've never met him but he seems like a super fucking down-to-earth cat yeah obviously I mean, yeah he was just smoking a cigar after the after the show we just went in there and we're talking to him a little bit and then bailed you know nothing nothing crazy that night you know but it was yeah yeah man that that's such a legendary spot though like uh, yeah, I, I, I well, what I, I was like thinking about it's funny because before I found out about it, before I talked to Dione about it, I was talking to Shannon. I'm like, you know, it'd be really cool if I could do a couple warm ups. And I was like, you know what, I would be really cool because we're gonna start the, those Wisconsin festivals. I'm like, mm-hmm. it'd probably be fucking really cool to do like do two nights at the Chicago House of Blues, and that was my idea. Like, do two nights at the Chicago House of Blues. And I fucking hit up Dione like the next day. I was like, hey, I was talking to Shannon last night about it. I was like, 
what if we did like two warm-up shows at the Chicago House of Blues? Because fucking that's such a nostalgic venue for Mudvayne personally. Because we oh yeah, that's where you, I mean that's the, that, that's yeah, like that's our, our back that's your back yeah that's our stomping grounds yeah, yeah totally. And uh, he's like, uh, well, we're gonna do the Ray Ballroom. And I'm like, whoa, what? You know, I was all fucking stoked. I was all excited. <laughs> so I'm super excited for it, man. I mean, it's gonna be cool because, like I said, that that complacency, that comfort that you want. I've got so much history that with that place that'll be a really i feel like that will be a really comfortable show uh it's gonna be a little more intimate than a festival or a shed and uh and obviously you're hanging out with all the fucking mudvane family and and everybody's gonna fucking get down and, and go off and it's it's gonna be a fucking blast but man i'm excited about that particular venue being when is when is that when when are you guys doing that uh fuck i don't know all right cool <laughs> <laughs> that's good self-promotion my Chad. people call you yeah, yeah that's a, that's a really good self-promotion there Chad. <laughs> yeah yeah you're fucking yeah sometime in the summer yeah june it's like july it'd be early early july all right well if i'm around i might i might fly out for that i love fucking, fucking do party. it man i'll do it i'll fucking do we'll go in the middle room we'll fucking lay around on pillows <laughs> lay around it, pillows isn't there like stories the other crazy thing is, is wasn't there which serial killer was it that uh was in that city in Dahmer like, Dahmer that's right right across the street from the literally venue. right right down the street I've been in that I've been in that, in that hotel right I've been in that hotel yeah dude that's it's literally thing. it's literally the next fucking you cross the street and it's the next block has anyone done a podcast like one of these true crime story podcasts on that location and this eagle ballroom in the in the buildings itself like i haven't heard uh, it dude i mean i'm sure that there's probably a true crime podcast alone just on the eagles ballroom you gotta <laughs> should keep be in mind, if there isn't <laughs> the fucking well you gotta think about the history of it dude this yeah. was an old eagles club yeah that was that's what it was like one of those fucking secret society eyes wide shut getting fucking blowjobs with masks on you know it was one of those kind of scenes you know what i mean it was like a literal like an I'm eagles just, club i'm pretty sure and that, those spirits are still there you can feel yeah, that like, upstairs like, yeah, absolutely that upstairs was the legit ballroom yeah for the eagles club you know so it was i think it was, it was a men's club you yeah. know what i mean so it was fucking yeah the, the eyes wide shot movements and shit going on in that fucking place so i'm sure that there's some uh fucking it, it might be worth a google Hey, if there's not, if there's not you and me, Chad, we're going to do one special episode of true. We should do it. We should do it. (laughs) Drink to Johnny fucking uh, on the, on uh, the Eagles club. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's something else uh, before I let you go that uh, obviously has happened in your life since I last uh, uh, spoke or saw you, anything like that. Uh, You got married to Shannon guns. I got married. Serious XM and Octane. Yeah. Yeah. She's fucking incredible, dude. Like literally I went through, covid with her like we yeah. first we bought the house and went through the fucking rebuilding of this fucking place wait 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 let's, we got let's, let's through that. that a little further chad how did you how did you guys first meet and start and how did you start courting her we and i we did, did say like courting an, like a fucking 90 year old man it was literally what it was it was <laughs> yeah i we did an interview together one time or whatever and uh was it? this was a year or so before we got together right and um it's just like some kind of connection or whatever. We didn't, we didn't do anything. She had a, she had a dude. I had, I, I was with a girl or whatever. And, um, she obviously what she went through with Cato, her, mm-hmm. her, her boyfriend died, um, in a mm-hmm. motorcycle accident. Oh, I didn't realize. And then I, I yeah. Story. I apologize. Yeah. And then I lost Benny. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so Shannon moved to uh, Vegas from LA and, uh, Kevin had mentioned, to her that uh, I was in the studio. So she was going to come by and just kind of hang out and, and just say, what's up. Cause I hadn't seen her since that, uh, 
since that interview. And we just like exchanged numbers. And like, I was going through the loss of Vinny. Like she had recently gone through her loss. We just kind of came together and really just kind of leaned on each other or whatever. But like, so our whole kind of relationship, even from jump street really is kind of based on a level of adversity and, and, uh, you know, obviously loss has losses and stuff. And uh, we just, we just, like we're just really 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 fucking close i'm like it was literally love at first sight almost and um you know we you know we went on and bought this house and then fucking went through the bullshit that this thing threw at us and we made it through that and then COVID happened and we made it through that and i'm just like dude trial by fucking, fire this relationship is it sounds like man. she's incredible <laughs> she's incredible dude like literally I've, I, I've looked kind of almost replayed every relationship in my life and uh, <laughs> everyone would be like, no way, no way with that. No way I would I made it with that person. No way would I made it with that person. No way. But her, we got it. I mean, like we, we fucking got it. We can get through anything. We and just, you guys just got married. Uh, how long ago now? Uh, I, we got married on Halloween. On Halloween last year, oh, you did last a year. Halloween wedding, huh? Yeah, well, it was supposed to be four four twenty twenty. Was okay. what it was supposed to be. Well, obviously COVID that so that went out right. the window, and then we got married on Halloween of twenty twenty. Gotcha. So, yeah, but it was just it was stripped down. We got married at the at the river uh, Havasu. Uh, you know, like right on the river. That's her fucking happy place. She's been going to the river with her dad since she was a kid and driving a fucking driving a fucking blown out fucking uh, drag boat since she was 14 years old. It goes about 90 miles an hour and looks like a looks like a fucking dragster on the water. It's crazy. But yeah, so we got married there. 50 people, just just the closest uh, uh, friends and family. And uh, it was fucking it was great. And you know, we've been, uh, we've been just, you know, power, just, just, in. just life and man, just yeah, living life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. When did you get married? Uh, were you married when we were touring? I th- like you were married yeah. yet, were you? Yeah, we were. I mean, were you? No, not yet. Not yet. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think you were married yet. No, I wasn't married yet. I was with my, I've, I've been with my wife since, uh, we were nineteen twenty. So, yeah, you guys are all like years. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, yeah. I've also known her since I was 12 years old. She's yeah. here in Huntington as well. We met each other at Junior Lifeguards on the beach, and that's where I ended up proposing to her years later. And yeah, uh, yeah it was just... Um, cool, uh, man. It, it, we've, we're coming up on 10 years now. Actually, I just realized that we're coming up on 10 years this Fantastic. September. That's awesome, dude. Thanks, man. Well, and, and uh, Shadows and, and Gates, they're like, they same thing, right? They've known their girls... Yeah, like high school sweetheart kind of thing. Middle school, middle school, right? Yeah, they know each other since. Are they school. sisters? Yeah, they're twins. They're the twin fuckers. They're twins. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Trey Cool. Two dudes in a them. band Trey married cool. to twin sisters. Yeah, Trey Cool dubbed Matt and Brian the the twin fuckers when we were out in Australia <laughs> with them one time. It was pretty fucking. Hilarious. I do. I I think I remember that they were sisters, but I don't think I realized they were twins. <laughs> okay, so now I know what Gates' wife looked like because I met Matt's wife. Yeah, same. Okay, okay. <laughs> same exact thing. That's amazing, man. Yeah, man. That's, it's that's fucking wild. Cool, man. man. That's fucking cool. I'm glad you guys are doing well, man. It really, really makes me happy to hear. Likewise, uh, that you guys are uh, it, 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 taking advantage of this the fucking downtime, and and I'm sure the I'm quite sure the fucking record's phenomenal love you guys as a band Thank uh you, well all all my people do um and shit so yeah yeah well, we, 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 
we kind of share a lot of those the same people like you said yeah right before, then, but you like all the, be, and then after all the touring be. we did together man it's fucking it's been awesome yeah we should well, we should do it again yeah with mudbane and events dude people write in say say if you want <laughs> want like like to see that i'd like to see that yeah I mean, I'd I, love I, it. I know, I know I'd have a good time, you know? So, well, we know the same guy. We know Dione. So yeah, probably yeah. put it together. We'll, we'll, we'll see what Fucker. we can do. But, yeah. Yeah, but you need to be now the, now the payback is you need to be on Shannon's show. Okay. Is Shannon, got, Shannon's got a podcast now or, or no, just Shannon's that, got a show on Twitch through DWP. Oh, the Denny Women present stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah it's called uh, the guns club. On, weren't you guys on uh Bobby Shabinsky's thing? Yeah, too? we were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a good buddy of mine too. Shout out. Oh yeah. Dude. Fucking totally awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Bobby's awesome. Balls yeah. is awesome. Yeah, tell tell Shannon. Yeah, Balls is awesome. I've had Balls on this show. I've had Bobby on this show. I've been on this oh, have show. Have you? Yeah, we've, cool. we just kind of like exchanged. Like, I think Bobby was talking about doing a podcast like around the same time I started this one in 2019. And then he yeah. started his Space Zebra one and then got Wes on there, Wes Borland from Limp Bizkit, and they moved over to the yeah. DWP thing when, when yeah. COVID happened. Danny yeah, started yeah. reaching in there and started his Twitch channel, which became a huge success, obviously. Pretty much yeah. everything Danny does t- t- uh, tends to do dude, he's right. hey, dude, the dude, I'm telling you what, the dude's got cojones. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, dude, he put those fucking festivals up. And, I mean, I think at that time, you know, if you were putting anything up, you were putting it up just because you were going to have to take it down. And he yeah. fucking, I'm sure he fought through every situation with, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. You got to do fucking this and fucking that. And he just fought through it. And those festivals went off. And yeah, they well, played. Not only did he put them together, he, he, you know, he also you know, uh, put on, you know, Metallica on, on yeah. those festivals. Yeah. Like, I mean, Metallica, and they all played, bro. Yeah. They all exactly. played. Everyone played. It's, <laughs> fucking, it's, it's incredible. You know, he was able to do it and hats off to you, Danny, as always. We'll yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, like but yeah, as far as Shannon goes, you know, you got my number, you know how to get a hold of me. I, absolutely. I'll do that time. I'd love to have absolutely. her on this show too. You know, why not? Let's, let's, let's 100%. Do it. Yeah. She just did. She just started this new show, the guns club. Uh, it's on the DWP Twitch. Right on. Whatever it's her and Heidi, and then Henry's their producer. Oh shit! And, she's um, with it, oh, it is the show with Heidi. I've, I have seen yep. that actually. I think they Heidi was just asking me to do like a West Coast playlist the other day, or like pick a West Coast song. I picked Katy Perry and sent in the video for it. And it was uh, okay, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm sure that was it. Yeah, so you should do it. But yeah, yeah so absolutely. they're doing that and fucking uh, there goes like they, they, they basically took over my fucking man cave where I come and write and work every day and now i can't come in and write and work every day because they're in here fucking uh taking over my shit but it's super cool and uh, like she's had um yesterday uh danny from uh asking alexandra was on uh she had the guys the kids from 10 years that were in here last week i was on it fucking uh, just been, like you know so She's got a pretty cool, the Jacoby Shaddix is going to be on it. Like just, don't, you know, Shannon's just got fucking friends for days. You know, she's been doing fucking Sirius XM for 16 years, right. you know, so she's that's, just That's got, what I've, I mean, I've been on a, on some interviews with her for, for Sirius oh, yeah. XM over the years. She told me. Yeah. Yeah. She told me, yeah. She was super stoked about me doing this. She's like, ah, fuck yeah. You know, I wrote Dione. I'm like, Hey man, do you care if I'm, if I'm on this? And she, he's like, fuck yeah, do it. Blah, blah, blah. So. <laughs> I guess I kind of let the cat out of the bag. You let the cat out of the bag today. I was was waiting for him because I knew, uh, obviously, he was managing you guys. And I was like, oh, you want to get him on? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of, you know, kicking the can down the the road for me a couple of times. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find my own way of getting Chad on. And then, lo and behold, it kind of fell into my lap. And then I just wanted so badly for him to be like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, on the release of this episode. 
Oh, man. Well, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> it's all good, man. We'll, See, we'll with talk you, again. the cat's in the bag and the bag's in the river. With me, cat's out of the bag. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> but, dude, man, it's been fucking super cool hanging out with you, man. Absolutely, um, absolutely man. Uh, uh, I've got all your info now, and yeah, fucking, man. I'm going to definitely fucking hit up Matt and say what's up and so glad to hear that you guys are that you guys are doing well and I'm really excited to hear your new shit and Mudvayne is hopefully going to be working on some new shit soon too so awesome I can't wait yeah definitely keep our heads together maybe we could fucking do some do some touring or something someday yeah I'm sure we'll do something man at at, at the very least we gotta stay in touch so we can golf and do some cool shit so 100% 100% brother down for that thank you so much for the time brother I'll uh, I'll text you in a little bit thank you my man be well you too Wow, that was a lot of fun uh, getting to chat with Chad again. Man, I really didn't know where that conversation was going to go, to be honest. I mean, I haven't talked to him in years. Uh, not that I thought it would go badly by any means, but I really thought we'd be heavy on the music. But uh, as you could see, when uh, two old friends who've toured together get back together, uh, you know, the conversation just picks up where it left off. So without, uh, you know, that's, that's it for this week. Until next time, as always, cheers. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget, and we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>